0: Shut up, and sit down. Welcome to another episode of the Super Movie Studies Podcast. A show about comic book movies, approached from every angle, and a community of nerds discussing how fiction relates to non-fiction. I'm your comic book culture host, Michael Maurer, joined by the Movie Maestro... James schuyler Houtsma And the Scientific Scholar.
1: Ben Anderson. SMSP is your premier movie discussion podcast. Every week, we continue our journey exploring our favorite subject superhero movies. Every fan sees the movie differently, so we gather some amateur experts to discuss certain aspects of the movie.
2: Whether it's money, comic books, music, science, or splendor, SMSP talks about it all in this week's episode... He was scanning the horizon! No! I am awaiting!
0: I am awaiting
2: in (laughs) Valhalla! Mad Max Fury Road. What? And yes, spoilers. Shiny and Chrome.
0: Alright, first opinions. Um, give me some love,
2: Scarlet. This movie is just, it's it's fucking great. I mean, obviously it's a two-hour long chase movie that's entertaining from beginning to end, but it's also got a little bit to say about um, certain social issues going on. And... It looks really pretty. All the actors are great. Great score. It's easily the most fun I've had at the movies in 2015. Popcorn Michael. Could there possibly be
0: a film with more perfect pacing? Maybe. I haven't seen it yet. Because Mad Max is something just to behold. Fury Road. This this whole time you're going, okay, so everything's just going to build up to a final car chase. Uh, If you're a fan of Mad Max, that's sort of how Beyond the Thunderdome worked. It just built up to a final awesome car chase. Uh, Road Warrior was a little less like that. It was a bit more spread out. This, This copies Road Warrior a lot. And Mad Max 1 built up to it. It had a couple of car chases in it. But this movie, you're just going, I'm never tired of these car chases. Not a single one. They're so creative and fun. All the characters are so colorful, unique, a little bit ridiculous, but for the sake of just, like, wasteland, dewy goodness fun, um, I just, I really, there's, there's, there's moments in this movie where I'm going, what can I say bad about this? Like, not bad, but, like, criticize. Say they could do better. And I honestly cannot say a damn single thing. Mad Max might be... My favorite movie of the modern era. That's pretentious to say. What I mean is it's not like uh, uh, Gladiator. Gladiator is my favorite movie. But Mad Max is like four. It's like my fourth, maybe third favorite movie. It's just so damn good. If you haven't seen it, you must. Uh, The Avengers is going to get put up there. Nope. Uh, well, I'm not saying it's a better made film. I'm just saying it's better for me. Okay. Uh, no, no, he's saying you can't have that as oh. one of your favorites.
1: <laughs> no, I'm oh, saying good. you're wrong for liking that movie oh, more oh, than of course. Fury Road.
0: Um, and Winter Soldier is also very high up there. Yes, there are two superhero movies: Gladiator and Mad Max Fury Road are in the top four. Dread might be number five. I love Dread a lot.
1: Oh. I'm going to take issue with that.
0: All right, feel free, because it's your turn to talk, Popcorn Ben.
1: This movie's fucking great. I know Skyler already said that, but it's 100% true. Like, every every piece of this movie is just so well designed. The environments, the pacing, the costumes, the characters, everything is perfect. And this is my favorite movie of all time. This is the only movie that I've, like, gone out and bought on Blu ray in literally years because I like it so much I wanted to give the people who made it more money.
2: Damn.
1: Yeah. And I, I never buy I never buy DVDs and I bought this. So Speak,
0: speaking of money. Did you
1: try to do that? Oh No, but that's really nice and actually I've it's a how I thought this movie made a lot more money, but uh, the Skylar take it away.
2: Uh, well, we'll get into that. Production budget on Mad Max Fury Road was a solid $150 million. In the USA, it ended up bringing in $153.6 million, just above its budget. Foreign grosses ended up at $222.2 million for a grand total of $375.8 million. Um... Any comment before I relativize that? Uh,
0: The lower money can probably be attributed to being
2: rated R? Maybe. I would also throw into the pot that there wasn't a Mad Max movie for, what, 20 years before this one came out? Yes, it's also (laughs) rated R, and it opened up against a (laughs) very big movie in its own right, too, so... That kind of contributed to maybe a little bit lower of the grosses. What did it open against? Yeah. <laughs> you can't just say shit like that. <laughs> well, I'll get right into it then. Um, uh, at three seventy-five, it's just below the block- international blockbuster standard of $400 million. It was dubbed an average hit by Forbes and comparable to 2014's Edge of Tomorrow or Live, Die, Repeat, whatever they're calling it, this these days, it opened to a respectable $45.4 million opening weekend, which is good, but it was bested by Pitch Perfect 2 with $69.2 million. Now, as much as that really wants to make me angry, it's also pretty understandable. I mean, Pitch Perfect was this kind of cult hit from three years before, a lot of hype going into it. Definitely not as good a movie, but... and let's
0: not start comparing things to (laughs) Mad Max.
1: (laughs) There's there's such a... Also, there's, like, such a disparity in, like, genre and who those movies are for Mm. that it's, like, a little unfair. It is. Even though Pitch Perfect 2 is hot trash.
2: (laughs) (laughs) But the silver lining of that whole weekend was it was a great weekend for women because not only... Does this movie Mad Max have great, you know, feminine uh, themes running through it with strength and whatnot? But Pitch Perfect Two is also the highest-grossing opening for a female director, I believe. So,
1: ooh, ooh,
2: that's that's progress.
1: That's nice. Yeah,
2: yeah,
0: you can't stamp that out. Um, oh, was it more successful than Lexi Alexander's Punisher War Zone?
2: <laughs> uh, you know. Yes. It was, it was a close call, but... Um, <laughs> yeah, just, they, they beat the total run gross within the first two hours. Yeah, it just squeaked by with about $68 million. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, man. Uh, so, this, how many Academy
0: Awards did this movie win? Because it won, like, seven.
2: Uh, it was nominated for about... All of seven, them. To, seven to ten. A lot of them. Uh, technical and picture it has the academy award for
0: best costume design best film editing best sound editing best sound mixing and best production design and best makeup and hairstyles
2: it has a total
0: of six academy awards
2: nice very nice
1: Holy it should have gotten how many are there Academy Awards. <laughs> yeah, It's like, like 28. Years. It should have gotten up 28.
0: <laughs> well, it, it really should. Nominated. Have. Yeah, it was nominated for Best Picture, and that would have been like the first time an action movie in such a long time has gotten Best Picture. And I haven't seen Spotlight, so I don't know if Spotlight, if I can put a Spotlight holds a torch
2: uh, to again to, to Mad Max. Again, like the pitch-perfect comparison, completely different worlds. Um, Spotlight's good at what it does. It's a very procedural drama. Um, It's certainly better than The Revenant, so that's the the big takeaway from (laughs) (laughs) this past year. (laughs) The Revenant didn't win, and everything is almost right in the world. All right. uh, One last point on box office. Uh, We're probably going to be getting a sequel to this film at some point because it did make enough to make some kind of dent over at Warner Brothers but thus there's two in the works. Yeah, thus far it's just been you know talking about writing the script and whatever because from what I've heard everyone who's worked on this film has <laughs> conceded that Fury Road was just hellacious to make. It was <laughs> in production for about what, four years out in the uh, the I mean, desert? It, it filmed was in, on
1: location in an actual post apocalyptic wasteland. Australia. Yeah, rural Australia. Yeah. Where everything is
2: be- just deadly.
0: Mm hmm. Um, they've already, George Miller had already written a sequel, he had already written Furiosa. Uh, so that is actually currently in the works. And they are still writing Mad Max The Wasteland, which would be the direct sequel to Fury Road. But I believe Furiosa is to come first, if it, of course, makes it through production. Because we have to remember that Mad Max Fury Road was actually in production hell since about 1997. Uh, this movie took almost 20 years to make, which is in—it's um, insane. If you That's
1: want longer armor. than it took to make Boyhood.
2: <laughs> <laughs> That's longer than it took to make me. Wait. Um, what was I going to say, though? Um, but it also kind of makes sense that they're doing the Furiosa thing and then the Wasteland because apparently um, tensions got a little high between uh, Charlize Theron and Tom Hardy during the production. Um, I don't want to say they disliked each other, but uh, it was a tough working condition. It's a very stressful environment. I can see that. Is now a good time to mention that nothing about this is based on a comic book and we're doing this because <laughs> yeah. everyone wanted to do it. Yeah.
1: This is our <laughs> so our, good. our
0: fan surprise episode. I, I completely forget, like, I set a schedule for a reason, right? Next week is the fourth of July. So Captain America Civil War comes out because that is it is it is there's a reason for everything. That I, that I set... up Oh, my fucking... I'm just rambling my fucking head off. Okay. Um, I try and make things cheeky when I line up certain types of episodes to certain days in the year. So for March, you had more Green Arrow, because it was green. In May, you had Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. for m- May or whatever. For some reason. Yeah, what... A f- fudge. So, kept a- last year... We had, I believe, Captain America... No, I don't remember what we released for July last year.
2: I don't recall, but we did Winter Soldier for MLK.
0: Yes, we did Winter Soldier for Martin Luther King. We're going to do Fourth of July with Captain America Civil War. But we also like to create room for fan suggestion surprises. Um, Our original fan suggestion was Flash Season 1. Uh, but I was already planning on doing that one, so I just bumped it up so that Connor could be in it uh, as well, and that was a fun time. But since we didn't get any Twitter response, um, and the last other fan suggestion we had was the Superman Fleischer cartoons, which I think is one of our best episodes, but isn't on iTunes for some reason. You tell me, iTunes. Fuckheads. You can find it on our website, tripcot.com. It is definitely there. So now we're doing Mad Max Fury Road because... It's like Ben's favorite movie, and he really wanted to do it, and we all love this film so
1: much. As soon as this movie came out, I was like, guys, guys, we we have to do Mad Next Year Road, and everyone, and Michael was like, yeah, but it's not a comic book. And I was like, fuck you, Michael. I'll quit if we don't do it eventually.
0: <laughs> so here we are, um, and now I'm going to talk about how it actually is a comic book, believe it or not. Uh, there are some supplementary comic books, uh, for Mad Max that sort of cover some... They all take place before Fury Road. And it's sort of just trying to rework the timeline because everything got updated because Fury Road is a reboot. Um, so these stories sort of show Mad Max doing the same thing he's doing in Fury Road and in Road Warrior of just going to different areas and finding little pockets of civilization and trying to just sort of move on, not really care, but gets wrapped up for his idealistic reasons and becomes a hero to these people or a tragic member of whatever story he's involved in. So instead of that, (laughs) explaining that because I didn't actually read them, um, I'm going to talk about the timeline of Mad Max from the original trilogy that is Mad Max 1, Mad Max 2, Fury... Uh, Mad Max 2, Road Warrior, and Mad Max 3, Beyond the Thunderdome. So here we go. Here's a little history. So Mad Max Rockatansky, his last name is Rockatansky. Awesome. Was a member of the MFP, the Main Force Patrol. A group created as a last-ditch effort by the Australian government to maintain order as the world was on the brink of collapse. His duty was to keep the roads safe. You see, global economy collapsed worldwide after the price of gold skyrocketed, banks shut down, and the world had a gasoline shortage. Crime became commonplace, and as the best driver on the squad, it was his job to shut it down. That made him enemies. A biker gang led by a man named Toe Cutter, the same actor as Immortan Joe, by the way, fun fact, Uh, ran down his wife and son, causing him to go on a vengeance streak and break it out on his own in the wasteland because he had nothing left. Society then deteriorates further and in in Mad Max 2, uh, the road warrior. It has Max taking up the role of the stranger with no name, appearing in little pockets of society, uh, originally trying to stay isolationist, as I explained earlier, not getting involved in the colony's gang problems, but his idealist nature wins out, and he becomes the needed element to win the day, because they're like, of course I'm going to drive the tanker out of here, and Mad Max is going, no, if you want a chance to survive, I'm going to drive that tanker, which is a uh, an element they sort of removed from Fury Road and said Imperios is just as good at driving that car. Don't you think that you're any better, Max? So you get a similar theme in Mad Max 3: Beyond the Thunderdome. Except now it's
1: 15 15- It's just Beyond Thunderdome.
0: Oh, I'm sorry. Beyond Thunderdome. Thank you're you. absolutely right. And sorry, there is a lack of an article there. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> except the movie takes place 15 years later. Nuclear war has come and gone, and most survivors have forgotten what life is like before the apocalypse, or how it even happened. The apocalypse, that is. There, he helped some kids go to Sydney and attempt to rebuild civilization. It's kind of the gist of the movie. Uh, But that's that's like the basic context, uh, because... Mad Max Fury Road is a reboot. It doesn't actually really reference anything in the first three outside of his wife died and child. Um, And it doesn't even reference that, really. He has visions of the dead people he couldn't save, but that's just reference to his travels throughout the wasteland. You just have to know that he's a dude who goes around trying to save people and doesn't always work out. Fury Road was supposed to be made in the late 90s, starring Mel Gibson again, with pretty much the same story as what we saw in the 2015 film. But the U.S. dollar crisis after the Iraq war in real life caused the film to go into production hell as costs went up by like 25%, so they could not afford to do it. Then, when finally that all passed away enough for them to think about it again, Mel Gibson suffered a sort of Breakdown, if you remember that, in the early 2000s, and was let go from the project. So they thought, I'm going to need a new Mad Max. Who's the hot new actor I want? George Miller went, I want Heath Ledger. I looked into being cast as a new younger Mad Max, but his untimely death, rest in peace, halted the project even further. Eventually they landed on Tom Hardy, was brought in the movie was relabeled as a reboot instead of a sequel borrowing vaguely from the original timeline when needed and voila we get fury road so fury road is supposed to take place after beyond thunderdome but that creates some major timeline inconsistencies here's a couple of big ones just to explain it the comic books released to supplement the Mad Max storyline franchise, say now that the apocalypse was caused by the results of two wars that were spurred by fuel and water shortages. They just moved the timeline up. Instead of the apocalypse happening in, like, 1999 uh, with nuclear war, they're just, like, things deteriorated, and the apocalypse happened in, like, 2010 or something like that, uh, or, like, 2012. Okay, sure, that's fine. You can move the timeline up. Uh, But it shows people protesting, in the book, Tony Abbott's tenure as the Australian Prime Minister. And he is the Prime Minister from 2013 to 2015. So that means, while part of the main force patrol, MFP, Mad Max was issued a V8 Interceptor vehicle that was made in the 1970s.
1: What police force
0: issues
2: cars
1: that old? Well, if... uh... Tony Abbott is your prime minister. Maybe you can't afford more.
2: Sure. (laughs) I think Australia's doing okay. Well, what is it about, like, nuclear wasteland, mutants, apocalypse, and not aging at all? I say this because we're just coming off of X-Men Apocalypse, where all the characters should be fucking 60 years old, and they look like they're 30.
0: Oh, yeah, that too. Um, we'll talk about that next spin apocalypse, after I've actually
1: seen it. Plus, the V8 Interceptor is like a pretty, pretty reliable car. So,
0: <laughs> especially when it's modded with wasteland junk. Exactly. So, also, it is confirmed that Max was captured by Immortan, uh, Immortan Joe's War Boys on the twelve thousand and forty-fifth day after the fall or, you know, the explosion, which is about 32 years after the apocalypse. Max is clearly in his, like, 30s or maybe 20s, if you're pushing it, in the events of Mad Max 1 and Road Warrior, which takes place about three years after Mad Max
2: 1. Clearly, they're just going to have to go and redo the first three movies with, like, little kids. That's the only (laughs) answer to this. Bad
0: news bears Mad Max edition. Um, so even if Beyond Thunderdome, which by the way adds another 15 years to the timeline, and says the movie and says in the movie that the nuclear war happened in 1999, Max should be at least in his mid 50s by Fury Road. But him and Furiosa look about the same age ish. Also yep. Max was a, yeah, also Max was a member of the old world, or what they call time before the fall of civilization, and Furiosa says she was born after it, which makes her 32, obviously, or perhaps a little older or younger, and him anywhere between 50 and 70 years old.
1: That did confuse me while I was watching this movie. I'm like, wait a second. How long has the world? been like this. How old was Mad Max? Like, I was like, is he like 200 years old?
2: If so, like why They did make him look a little grizzled and mm-hmm. fucked up looking. I mean, just look at this face.
1: My older brother is grizzled and fucked up looking, and he's like 26, <laughs> 27.
0: So, my best guess is that they're trying to say Mad Max is 62, which is okay. Um, yeah. I'll all. He's a really good-looking 62. Yeah. Um, and so now we've just got more lone survivor stories. Also, this all takes place. Uh, uh, Fury Road takes place a few years after he started going crazy, and didn't talk to anyone for so long that he forgot the sound of his own voice, which they do talk about in the beginning of the movie in his little inner monologue. Um, but, like, that was the original premise of Fury Road back in the 90s, is that Mel Gibson was going to come back, and it was just going to be like, we haven't seen you in a long time, and he actually just went
2: crazy, uh, which he kind of did in real life. <laughs> They're like, that's a bit too real. <laughs> it's too close to home. Wait, that's fucking weird that we have three Mad Max movies where he's not actually mad yet. I know, I right? feel gypped. I feel gypped.
0: <laughs> yeah. Alright, that's all I got for backstory comic books. Let's move on to the next section, please.
2: Music! Music for Mad Max Fury Road is done by our resident topic here, Junkie XL. Talked about him before for Deadpool. One half of the score behind Batman vs. Superman. Just announced that he's going to be doing Justice League. Trust me. He's going to be a topic of discussion around here for some time, which is good because I would say Mad Max Road is by far his best score he's ever done. It's fucking awesome. And do you know why that is? Because he borrowed from Hans Zimmer's giant drum collection and just hammered the hell out of our eardrums for it. (laughs) Don't know what I'm talking about. Let's just listen to this first... uh, clip I've brought out it's called spiky cars He work with uh, Hans Zimmer in any projects? I forget. Other than just Batman vs Superman, yeah, um, that's right. Dark Knight R- Rises, uh, Man of Steel. <laughs> so yeah, and he, he's like officially a protege of his. So if it if there sounds kind of overlap, there's definitely a reason for that.
1: I'm imagining Hans Zimmer Studio. But like, instead of having actual walls, it's just like drums <laughs> like stacked up on top of each other. And he's just like... <laughs>
2: it's it's not too far from the truth. If you see, uh, if you see photos of Remote Control Productions, which is, is studios, and Junkie XL's studio, um, not the same one, separate, it's just all walls of soundboards just... little tiny knobs that they're like we don't even know what this does but let's give it a shot (laughs) but (laughs) having it be drums is much cooler to continue on that topic uh, next clip in the bunch is Brothers in Arms which I have to say is the hallmark sound of last summer just because of how awesome it is
0: Is you're instantly just put into the Mad Max movie of just all of this. The cinematography is so unique and crisp, like the their use of cuts and zooms, and uh, the like the background is moving because they're all in moving vehicles, but. Like the, the the character in the foreground you're keeping track of isn't moving, and for some reason the music sort of flows with that. When a piece of the sound goes forward and another piece of the sound just sort of stays where it is, and I don't uh, I don't know if I'm the most eloquent speaker when it comes to these words, but uh, if you understand what I'm feeling, give me a hoo-ah. <laughs> this
1: hoo-wah. this uh this movie did get the Emmy for best sound design. Sound editing
0: me Academy Award, Tony. A, t- a Tony? It got a Tony, huh? Sure. Wow. <laughs> I never saw it. I didn't know it was on Broadway. That would be a oh, big yeah.
1: Broadway show. Yeah, it got a it got a Tony for for best musical.
2: <laughs> and now it can sell its tickets for even more than Hamilton's
1: at yeah. eight hundred dollars. I'd pay eight hundred dollars to see Guitar Guy. Oh. Just Hell yeah! Dude just stare here.
2: <laughs> oh no! It. I know what you're saying. It's dark, gritty, propulsive, and also energetic. It's everything matching the movie in a sound verse. Um, next track I picked out is called "Chapter Doof," because it's the Doof Warrior, and and that's just silly. okay hey, hey, guitar guy. Yes
0: that guy oh he had a name <laughs> it's, it's the doof warrior yeah why is he called the doof warrior
1: because he's the who dude. fucking cares <laughs> he's doof. the doof
0: warrior uh,
2: uh so fair. that's what you that's call true. me His doofness, doofer, el dooferino.
0: Yeah, my favorite moments of the movie is when, like, for a moment, the the music that is ever-present in the background just sort of shows up as you see the doof play a sick-ass guitar riff, and you go, oh, that's part of the score. It, like, lines up perfectly, and then they just go back to the movie, and he's just always shooting fire out of that motherfucker. And playing sick-ass guitar riffs, and you hear them every single time. It's amazing!
2: (laughs) Such a cool element to that film. Uh, You know what else is a really cool element? The fact that they used a classical piece, and it was awesome. Especially for this score, I brought out uh, a selection uh, from uh, Vivaldi's DS Ire, and they used it in the scene where the... (sighs) That's right, the bullet farmer is after our protagonists. And I think it works really well. Hostess.
1: conductor of the choir of death <laughs>
0: <laughs> what i love about that is just how easily he was able to accept his fate as a blind man he was just like i'm blind for life well i don't give a fucking shit let's go kill these
2: assholes yeah he got over it pretty fast as one probably does in a post-apocalyptic wasteland mm-hmm. skylar please give me a track
0: that's got the Doof playing a sick ass guitar riff and we're going to play that right now. Shit. <sighs> you don't actually have to you don't actually have to find that track now.
2: Okay, yes.
0: Can't get enough of that guitar riff, isn't that right? Na 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 na.
1: It's so good. I found a I found a clip of Junkie XL himself like playing the Doof the guitar guy like his guitar piece. And he was like talking about how he like created that sound. And I'm like this is fascinating.
2: The Doof Warrior is our modern cultural icon.
1: He's the, he's the new Marilyn Monroe.
2: Yes. Yes. Oh, a hundred times.
0: You know, I, I've often questioned myself can you get sexier than Marilyn Monroe? And Doof Warrior.
1: 100%. Doof Warrior
0: had just blown that. It's like, why would I even ask that now? Uh, it's an unimaginable
2: question now that Doof Warrior even exists. I'm yeah. sorry. Did Marilyn Monroe have a guitar that spewed flames? I don't think so. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. She's not getting into my sheets without it, for sure. Yeah.
1: Dufourier had sex with like five of the Kennedys. How many did Marilyn Monroe? Like maybe two. Oh.
0: Did you know that Dufourier actually starred in the remake of Some Like It Hot? He <laughs> 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 <It> was. It <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> and it's Doof Warrior who's actually been misquoted for the last fifty years about, you know, behaving badly or whatnot.
1: You can't handle me at my do. You don't deserve me at my do.
0: No, no, no. You see, in the remake, there's that final line. They changed it. It says instead of nobody's perfect, it's nobody's perfect but the Doof Warrior.
1: Obviously. <laughs>
0: Because he is the hot that some people like, but it should be—it's actually. I'm sorry. The remake was called
2: "Everyone Likes It Hot." Sorry. <laughs> They're all just on fire. I can't keep this bit up. <laughs> Everybody likes it hot, yeah. Yeah. which is good because you have a
1: you have a, a flame coming out of your guitar. <laughs>
0: Oh, oh, sorry. I'm laughing too hard at my own jokes because I think Whoa. I'm too damn funny. Huh. I'm good. I'm good. Um, Skyler,
2: any more music? No, I just hope to uh, hear more scores from Junkie XL like this one because it's awesome.
0: Okay. Ben. <laughs> You're yeah. still laughing
1: at everyone likes that. <laughs> yeah, let's talk about something that's depressing.
0: Oh, I didn't give you any science topics. I hoped you had come up with some on your own, because I just was a little busy today.
1: Well, luckily, I, I did come up with one. A uh, major plot point in this movie is water and the availability thereof. And I thought it might be kind of neat to talk about uh, the symptoms of dehydration and what it's like to die from dehydration. Oh, please, enlighten us. Okay, so... um. So dehydration is what happens when your body starts to lose fluids because you need water. Your body uses water to do important things to keep you alive. So if you don't have enough water, uh, you go into literally survival mode and your body tries to, like, conserve the water for the things it needs it for the most. So you don't really need saliva all that much if you're pressed for it. Uh, so your your mouth will dry out and become cracked, and your saliva will become thick and gross. Uh, your lips become uh, chapped and start cracking. Your tongue swells up, and it gets gross.
0: <laughs> I sure hope so. Yeah, so that's. I would like, like my body
1: to tell me that I'm dying. And and probably like that's like feeling thirsty, right? Your your lips get chapped, and your you know your your throat gets dry and. We felt thirsty before, so that's stage one. As you get more dehydrated, more bad stuff happens. Your, your eyeballs will recede back into their sockets. Water, like, gets drained from your, your cheeks, and they, they start to look hollow. Um, the lining of your nose dries out, and you get nosebleeds for basically no reason. Your, your skin starts to hang loose, you know, it it sags and, and becomes dry and scaly and nasty. Your your urine becomes highly concentrated. So this is,
0: this is all horrific. Oh my gosh! It gets worse.
2: Oh my so, gosh! So we're basically talking about our main war boy character in this movie. Yeah. Yeah. I'm talking about Nux.
1: Yeah, basically. Um, and if if you go without water for even longer, uh, the lining of your stomach dries out. Um, and you'll start vomiting, if, you go, if you're so dehydrated for long enough, your brain cells will start to dry out, and you'll Whoa. just start convulsing.
0: Oh, my God.
1: Tremors, seizures, it's bad. Eventually, um, what ultimately kills you is your respiratory tract di- uh, dries out, and so all the mucus in your lungs gets really, really thick, plugs up your lungs, and you suffocate.
0: Okay, uh, everyone take a moment to get a glass of water. Yeah, I'm um, going to...
2: Hold
1: on, I'll be, I'll be right back. I'm going <coughs> to... Oh, no.
2: Apologies <laughs> to our California audiences.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so it's a hell of a way to die. Holy I don't shit. recommend it.
0: Yeah, no wonder the water wars were so intense in the Mad Max world.
1: No wonder that the water wars, like, the next World War... Will be fought over access to fresh water. Faux oh, shizzle. Like, like the world's best like economists have all like agreed. <laughs> of course, they have.
0: Oh, that's the sound of running water.
1: That's the sound of running water. So um, enjoy it
0: while you have it.
1: Enjoy it while you can, because eventually. Do not
2: become addicted to water.
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs>
2: um. Uh,
0: question. I actually yeah. had thought of something when during the show. Uh, they do a lot of shouting in moving vehicles. And I don't know if you've ever been on like a motorcycle and tried to communicate to someone who's also on a motorcycle driving next to you at 60 miles per hour. Uh, but they typically can't hear you because the wind rush is insane and deafening. Yeah. Now, when you're standing on top of a vehicle going, I don't even know how fast these vehicles were going, but I'm going to assume anywhere between 55 to 120 miles per hour. Yeah. Can you hear a person talking to you?
1: Oh God, no. Yeah. The, the noise of all like all those and like I work at a I work at a deli, um, at, at a butcher shop, and a grocery. It's a me counter at a grocery store, and we have like an air conditioning unit that's constantly running um, to keep everything cool so that the meat doesn't go bad. And I have like trouble hearing customers like three feet away from me on the other side of the counter. And that's just an air conditioner that's going.
0: Yeah. You're no, not moving.
1: It's it's not, you know, 80 mile per hour winds and, you know, 120 decibel train engines. Yeah, well, because
0: mufflers don't freaking exist in the wasteland. (laughs) Let's get real here.
1: That's a
2: non-essential function of a car. Not to mention the doof warrior doing his thing over to the side.
1: Right, he has, like, four Marshall full-stacks. Those he are is, loud amplifiers.
0: He has to be deaf, right? He has to be blind. he has to be the Helen Keller of that movie because he cannot he definitely can't see. He doesn't
1: he have has, eyes. The, well, uh, well, he plays, well, that's deceased. But yeah, he probably plays so loud because he has to feel the vibrations because he can't actually hear them.
0: Oh my god. Yeah, and also, um, do you lose hearing when someone fires a gun right over your ear? Uh, Yeah. Like how Mad Max just sort of tanked that when they were being chased by the Justice, uh, the warrior of bullet man, and Furiosa just puts the sniper rifle on his shoulder and fires. And I'm like, uh, that was within like three inches of your ear hole. Can you hear
1: anymore? There's a reason that you wear earplugs at the gun range. Because... Gunshots are loud enough to cause permanent hearing damage from yeah. like a single exposure. It's for, yeah. Especially so, like a giant fifty caliber sniper rifle, yeah. Yeah. You want um, earplugs for that.
0: Mad Max for all of its it's it's a movie making masterpiece. Alright. It wants us to extend the fantasy a little farther. Will do if you're gonna deliver such sick car chases. I'll take it. But We have found a small piece to criticize. Your ability to communicate is flawed because nobody can shout on top of a car and nobody can hear after a gun goes off next to their ear.
2: I I don't even care. It's like the Star Trek thing where (laughs) (laughs) ships don't make noise in space, but if you're going to make it entertaining, who cares? I got to go pew, pew,
1: pew, 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 indeed.
2: Do you have
0: more science? More science? No, that's about all I got. No. What about What about if you uh, eat chrome paint?
1: Yeah, don't don't don't. I think we talked about the dangers of ingesting spray paint. Yeah. I feel like we've talked about that. this before. Very recently. Not Very super recently. recently. Oh, that was Green Arrow. Oh yeah, yeah. We definitely addressed this already. Mm-hmm. So go listen to our green arrow episode if you're like why why would I not spray paint my my mouth the inside of my mouth
0: even if it is to be sh- shiny and bright shiny and chrome shiny and chrome yes how about the blood bags like oh yeah what blood basis bags is that what can you explain the blood bags uh, probably not real, can, can you just have like a transfusion ever present on you
1: um ooh, that's an interesting question
0: I Probably. feel as if transfusions have to be sort of administered and then stopped. But you're saying you can always just have a steady flow of someone else's blood? I don't see why not. Also, why does it stop it ever from going the other direction? Is it the way the needle
1: is? Yeah, it's it only it only flows one direction. Okay. Because as long as you pressure. keep the
2: one party elevated.
1: So Yeah.
0: Gravity. Gravity. Okay not going to bring me down. All right, so that's all of science. Let's skip past fun facts. There's, I'm sure there's so many fun facts, and I wanted Twitter Tom to be on this show so bad, but scheduling has just been a bitch because of how late Ben has to work all the time. I know. Uh,
1: I mean, you're always working clothes. I work for clothes. I'm damn good at closing,
0: though. Uh, let's get to the funsies of drinking game rules!
2: Yeah! yeah. Uh, Mad Max! <laughs>
0: uh, drink for the
1: doof!
2: Yeah! Yeah, the fucking doof for you.
1: Drink yourself to death when someone makes a furry road pun. Uh, <laughs> <laughs>
2: uh, drink when you realize the hero is getting out badassed in his own film.
0: Yes, he is, and that makes it great. Yes. Drink when some goddamn knuckle dragger sitting behind you in a theater during the scene where someone drinks milk exclaims, that's not pasteurized! Fucking (laughs) idiots! Is there context to
2: that? That's you? (laughs) Yes, that actually happened to me. (laughs) Just like (laughs) the lowest common denominator audience member, just like, that's not pasteurized! You know what? It, that
0: would actually be really unhealthy for you. Raw milk is not that great. Have you ever drank raw
1: milk? It's gross.
2: Let's yeah. not forget we're talking about raw breast milk.
1: Yo, it's breast, breast milk, milk, though. So it doesn't have to be pasteurized.
2: Exactly.
1: Exactly. Oh, I get it now. Okay. Exactly.
0: You know what? I wasn't even thinking of it. I totally was just like, it's milk, right? All milk comes from a cow. And then you're like, all of milk in this film comes from boobies. Oh yeah! Right. I mean, so I'm I am that. Take a drink, guys, because I'm that asshole who just yelled out, "That's not pasteurized."
2: <laughs> Congratulations!
1: You just did it a bit more eloquently. Yeah. It took
2: longer to get there. I got there. That's what a college degree does. Yep. You just think through as it well as everyone else.
1: You just take longer to get there. <laughs> And drink to overthrow the patriarchy. Yeah.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Yay.
1: Finish yeah. the bottle when,
0: at the end of the film, everything is heroic, everything is wonderful. But you're still in your head going, "Holy shit, guys, that's a huge waste of water. Why are you just letting that shit flow? Nah, stop. Please stop." <laughs>
1: my theory, my theory, is that it actually flows like that. All the time. All right, so
0: it's a fresh waterfall. Uh, and, 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 okay, so it's, it's. No, he's pumping it up from the ground. He's literally pumping it. So it's, it's a giant reserve underneath the earth. And those things are massive. Let's not kid ourselves; they are huge. They're, they are a giant supply of water. But 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 still, like water is a literal shortage in the world, and you're just letting that. They're like celebration. Immortan Joe is dead. Dump all the water, and we're in a worse situation than when we started because we dumped all the water forever. They didn't they dump all the, the water.
1: Come on.
0: They didn't. I didn't see it stop. And I'm like, someone needs to tell them to stop dumping all of that water because it's what just is- going to go right into the ground which is not soil that ground is desert sand they're just making a bunch of mud yeah yeah for real it's 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 the same desert as when they like the green died and they couldn't plant there anymore but there's still like wet water there dirty water it yeah cuz it's irradiated too because of the bomb and the only reason this isn't irradiated because it's a it was underwater or underground the whole time i'm just very i was very that was the one thing that upset me i was just like i know this is pretty it's a, it's an it's a it's a symbolic gesture to change of the waterfall always following, you know, no restrictions, no draconian rule, but I'm like you need to have a little bit of efficiency in your new society. You can't just be dumping out this shit because, you know, it was it was kept from you for a reason, a shitty reason for for a Morton Joe, but still
2: a logical reason. Remember that there are crow people on stilts in this movie. Crow <laughs> people the- on stilts. I wanted to know more about them.
0: Those were cool. <laughs> yeah. I don't. What the fuck were they even doing? <laughs> I don't They're just know. hanging out. They're just hanging out. Yeah, I thought they were foraging or something. But like, what the fuck is there to forage? A cactus?
1: Cactus what are is- actually delicious. I had a I had a grilled cactus on top of some Mexican food once, and it was delicious. Everyone
0: likes it hot. <laughs> Still makes me giggle. Oh shit! I find I, I'm just so fucking up my own ass if I think that's the funniest shit I've said in like a week. It, it gave me a laugh attack, which is good.
1: Yeah. All right. I haven't had a laugh attack in like three days. <laughs> You're in the right. You're in the right. When uh, I was I was playing Scotland Yard with some friends of mine, and we started talking about circumcision, and and one of them pointed out that they have never, in movies or on TV. Seen a uncircumcised dildo. <laughs> well, that, well, well, it's just it's the vibrator. A
0: vibrator is uncircumcised, but the dildo is to maintain like this. It gives it more texture because you know this is a whole conversation. How, how did, did we get here?
1: You know? Anyway, we're good. We can uh, that whole segment. I
0: think I'm going to leave it in just because I need a little self deprecation. Uh, <laughs> looks like that's going to wrap it up today, super fans. Uh, super Movie Studies is recorded and produced by Triop Cop Productions.
1: Uh, if you would subscribe to us on iTunes, it would mean the world to us. Also, if you gave us a rating on iTunes, it would mean the doof to us. Uh, so everybody, so rate, subscribe. Us. It helps us out a lot.
0: Everyone who rates it gets a free, circum- uncircumcised dildo. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that sounded like vomit. <laughs>
1: that, that was a legitimate spit take.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, holy shit. <laughs> <God>. <laughs> man we're also on twitter at super m studies uh our own mvp doof warrior twitter tom keeps it popping there and if you have any questions concerns doofy comments whatever, whatever. the case may be catch the, us on twitter
0: the twitter challenge this week is um Stop, please. Mute your microphone. I need to get through this. I broke it. Please, mute. All right, thank you. Oh, my God. The Twitter challenge this week is hashtag DoofWarrior, and you need to give us the name of Marilyn Monroe movies or acts that have been topped by the DoofWarrior. That is your Twitter challenge. You cannot use... Uh, everyone likes it hot. That has already been used, and I forget the other quote you you said about you could. Oh, you you can't have me at my doof. Then you don't deserve me at my doof. Um, but I'll take anything else, please. Uh, hashtag doof Oh, there's also tribecop.com. The schedule for future episodes next week, Captain America, Civil War, Tricky Game Rules up there with some scholarly, scholar, scholarly works and scholarly works moving on up. Uh, I know I keep saying I'm going to add shit. I'm so sorry. It's been like two months. You know, I, it's very busy at work, and I just take time and energy and got to maintain – and the priority is getting an episode up each week. And so the second priority is to actually get like shit on the website – um, and I, when I'm just not getting paid for it, it's just it, that means it doesn't happen. Simple as that. Uh, we have a donation button, which you are more than welcome to motivate me with, because uh, that's going to definitely say that I get result from putting work in. Uh, thank you so much. I will take verbal reward as well. Um, as well as if you would like to get involved with our fun project, it really doesn't take much. We want every every piece of person oh shit that sounds serial killer ish let me rephrase that <laughs> um, uh, we just we just want everyone to, to know that they're more than welcome to join in the conversation. Supermovie studies at com. At TriopCop.com is our official email address if you are looking to have some official requests. If you're just looking to shoot the shit a little bit, Twitter's where you do it. If you're looking to actually make a conversation with us and get steps moving forward to get involved, send us an email. That'll do it today, though. I'm your host, Michael Maurer. James Skellerhutz,
1: And Ben, totally able to mute his microphone, Anderson.
0: And we hope you all have a
1: doofer week <laughs> well,
0: <how are> <laughs> ride shiny and chrome
1: well, how are you?
0: i die i live again i die again wait that's not how it goes uh, no uh, he, uh, it
1: actually is oh. i live i die i do again
0: uh what a what a lovely day